Hey, this is Mike, and you're listening to the This Is For Us podcast, a motivational podcast spotlighting exceptional and influential Asian men who share their stories of defying the negative stereotypes that Western society has portrayed for so long. In this podcast, we'll cover everything from business, sports, fashion, relationships, personal development, and everything in between, as well as provide actionable advice on how you can become the best version of yourself. This podcast is made with the Asian man in mind. This is for us. Welcome back to the This Is For Us podcast, guys. I got a special episode today that I wasn't sure if I was going to release, but since the podcast is coming up on a year and a lot of you guys have requested this, I thought, why not? So a grad student reached out to me to learn more about why I started Asian Menswear and this podcast for a class assignment, and we ended up having a pretty good conversation. And luckily, I was able to record the entire thing. Um, If you guys aren't familiar... Uh, Before I created this podcast, I started an Instagram page called Asian Menswear. The page showcases and highlights positive representation for Asian men um, from everything in fashion to sports to entertainment, as well as highlighting their achievements and accolades. We actually covered a lot of different things during this conversation, but this should give you guys an idea of how everything came about, where I'm hoping to take it, and some things I have planned for the future, which I haven't really told a lot of people about. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. We're almost done with 2020, guys. Hang in there. Here's episode 23. Enjoy. Hi. Hi. Is it Chi? Yes, it's Chi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for agreeing to meet with me. Sure, no problem. So I'm doing this because for a class of mine, we are to talk to like professionals and you know people who are doing something that we admire. So mm-hmm. I I've been following your page for a little bit now, and I just love what you're doing. And I just thought that you know what better chance to you know reach out to you and talk to you about what you're doing why you're doing it you know just a little uh, bit about yeah that's cool you're one of the uh small percent of females that actually follow the page so thank you for that i know i uh the page is starting to kind of evolve more towards uh just kind of like men topics and things like that so it's great to have females also supporting the page as well you know just that's cool yeah i've been trying to get like everybody all my girlfriends to follow it <laughs> Awesome. I was just telling my sister this morning, I was like, awesome. You guys should totally follow it. So I just wanted to start out with uh, what is your title right now? And Okay. So um, my previous title, I was a senior account executive for Indeed.com, a job search site, but I haven't worked for about a year, year and some months now. I actually took a break. I'm kind of fortunate enough to be able to do that. So I kind of uh, use the time to work on this project that I'm doing now, which is what we're having this conversation about now. Mm-hmm. So how did you reach the conclusion that you wanted to, to pursue this and how, what, where are you hoping to take it? Um, well, I've always kind of had like an entrepreneurial spirit. That's sort of my background from the beginning. And a lot of the projects that I've done in the past, they've been, they were good projects. There are things that needed a solution to. So, you know, that's what usually where I come in. I'm, I'm very good at seeing what's missing. And uh, the, the problem was the projects that I did before, I wasn't very passionate about it. So because of that, there was a limited time that I could do it. You know what I mean? Before I'm not very invested into it. 
Mm-hmm. So I kind of kind of came into this whole this space where men, Asian men, at least we don't really have an identity that a lot of other races have, right? Like that masculine, like being able to see men as men. Mm-hmm. And I saw that as a, an opportunity to kind of go in there and try to fix. And because of my background, because I understand the lack of representation and what it does to your mind and what it can do to you, I thought it was like the perfect thing. And then, um, and obviously, it also comes down to the question of okay, how do you keep it alive? How do you, how do you keep, how do you sustain it? Right? You got to have money some way. So it's sort of like a, um, as you go. So it's not when I created it, it wasn't like okay, this is what I'm going to do. How I approach thing is you create something, you create something of value. And then eventually, whatever it is that keeps the project sustainable will come. It'll naturally come on its own. So it kind of recently kind of uh, showed up, at least in my mind. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but there's something that I'm doing now that I feel like takes this thing full circle. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But right now, it's, it's great. It's uh, obviously, it's affecting a lot of people in a positive way. So that's the great thing. And, and again, me being Asian American as well, I you know resonate with this whole message. So it's it's authentic as it can be, mm-hmm. and that's the great thing about it. What would you say your main message is with this account? Main message um, that what you see through media and what people tell you, what people think of you, isn't all you can be. Essentially, right, mm-hmm. um, and that's the whole point of the page. It's showing guys that are athletes, or showing guys that are in entertainment. They're showing guys that are confident that dress well that can get the girl and they are guys out there but yeah for the longest time I, we have that's what i love about your page is that it's not that stereotypical you know role that you always see portrayed on in the media you know that that mm-hmm. smart guy just into like the geeky one you know like into yeah exactly guy. yeah so i love all these inspirational men that you put on your page and it's crazy because uh growing up i actually had because i know a lot of guys who follow the page they're they're people from like the Midwest where they don't have a lot of uh, representation at all. So what they see on the television is what a white person or, or a Hispanic person or a black person would see. Mm-hmm. And um, I lived in a place like that. I used to, I was born in uh, Dallas, Texas, very, very low population of Asians. Right. Uh, yeah. I lived there while I was 13. And uh, so I got to see that, that side. So I grew up really just confused and not having anyone older to tell me how I was feeling, why I was feeling this way and things like that. And then, I made the move to California, uh, which is where, wow, there's Asians everywhere. There's, yeah. there's these, comp- there's, they're, they're, ho- they're athletes. They're like, and it took me a while to kind of adjust to that. So I can only feel those guys that, let's say I, I stayed in Dallas, where my mindset would be. Mm-hmm. So th- sort of like for those guys, you know, yeah, have a community um, to connect. That's, I totally resonate with that because I as well, I grew up all over different parts of, of, of America, but never really in a community where there's a strong Asian community, you know? So I did mm. live in Texas before I lived in San Antonio. It was, oh, wow. like, yeah, it was like really just like, you know, like you have that Mexican community yep. and then yeah, it's huge. like others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean like literally how bad it was like literally um, every school I went to, I think my, I think my pre preschool, I was the only Asian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going into middle school, there was literally two Wait, maybe one. She's a, she. Uh, she was a female, like a grade above, above me, and we always would have that like mutual. We're trying to survive, you know. I look at yeah. her, and she'd look at me. We'd be like, <laughs> "We know how it goes," you know. So it's like it's so crazy to go from that, and then you go to a school that has a, a, like seventy percent Asians. Oh, uh, it's, cool. it's weird. It's, it's so crazy what it does subconsciously. That's why I understand some people can be trapped in unless they see something different. So 
Yeah, no, I, I love that. I also feel like I went to college here in, in Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee. And oh, it's wow. I'm the only Asian here, but it's kind of like I also saw it as an opportunity for teachers to remember me because that's how they remember me. Violet is like, oh, oh the, yeah. Girl. Yeah, the Asian girl. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's why I applied to the university in California because I was like, I really wanted to have that, you know, to find a community where I feel like I belong, you know. That's amazing. Yeah. Because so. usually it's the opposite. Usually um, if you don't if you don't get a lot of re- representation, what I've seen is like there's this self-hate. And you try mm-hmm. to kind of remove yourself for, for you to have kind of always been in a community where there's not a lot of Asians. And then now even in college, because usually that's where people turn, meaning that's when they realize, oh, shit, like being Asian is isn't just what I thought it was. And then they start to embrace their Asian-ness. Uh, yeah. So for you to go to a college, you're still kind of far, but you're still wanting to explore that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great that you're doing that. I think that's how I found your page too. I, I've been like seeing a lot of like different Asian pages since I've been following more and more Asian pages. So mm-hmm. I believe I ran into your page maybe through I don't know if you follow like Asian with Attitude or Jackfruit. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because every every page has every page has a personality just because yeah. it, uh, the space is so small, and this is the only sort of news or any representation that uh, us Asians are getting. So mm-hmm. so funny to to have like Jackfruit being a personality. Mm-hmm. Next shark being a personality and then Asians with attitude having their yeah. own personality. So it's very funny. It's yeah. Really funny. And I love how your pages, it, yeah, like what you said about their personalities, it has a personality of its own. It's not talking about like the issues, but it's bringing, it's bringing attention to like these, you know, representation and in, in, in fashion and, and entertainment and it, it has like a different twist to it you know like it's not talking about like, oh this happened and this happened yeah. yeah that's exactly what i wanted to go for because i didn't want it to like be so obvious that you're shoving in people's faces it should be normalized you know like we mm-hmm. how I, I message it is like we're with everyone you yeah. know versus like always pinpointing it to this certain thing so that's yeah that's exactly i'm, I'm glad that you're you're getting that because that's exactly what i'm trying to do so that's okay. awesome yeah Makes it feel good that you're that's how you <laughs> see it yeah. <laughs> so with this, the uh, Asian men uh, fashion, I just really wanted to like understand where you plan to take it. I mean, let's say in the next couple of years. And actually, I, I was also curious when you started it. Okay. Um, so I started it. I'll, I'll answer that first question. But I started it. Let me see. I think 2018. And it started as a, a fashion page. I just started noticing out of all Instagram, there's literally only one Asian guy that was like, you know, like all these fashion pages, never an Asian dude on there. I was like, why? That's so yeah. weird. And mm-hmm. then the first person I found was a guy named Leo, uh, Leo Chan, Levitate Style. His Instagram handle is Levitate Style. Okay. I don't know if you've seen him, but I just recently posted him. And he kind of gave me an idea. It was like, we need more. Like if, because I feel like a lot of, uh, again, um, the things that you see in media, I feel like sometimes Asians that see it, they take it almost like seriously, meaning what they see on TV is who I'm supposed to be. I feel like a lot of people, they'll see the Asian nerd and then they'll in their head say, that's who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I wanted to, again, I wanted to show that the guys that don't have a lot of representation, that the guys can dress well, that we can be looked at as like sexually attractive or like appealing or like, oh, yeah. I want to dress like that guy. It doesn't have to be an Asian guy. It could be a black guy saying, oh, that Asian guy looks dressed as well. Mm-hmm. So then it started as Asian menswear. And then I started posting just, you know, guys that dress well, at least in my opinion. And there's still not a lot. 
there's really not a lot. Um, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Asian menswear then kind of evolved, you know, like I think Asian menswear, like the underlying message with Asian menswear is like, it's like Asian menswear, meaning Asians that, you know, they, they have a certain dress and in a way it's like having different personalities, right? When, when you dress, everyone looks different. So mm -hmm. in a way I kept the name because of, you know, like it just made sense from the original message and then kind of leading on to what it is now, which is Asians guy defying all the stereotypes. Uh, same as uh, you can't fit a guy into a single outfit because yeah. like me, I, I'll dress like this. Someone won't dress like that. So it kind of goes into like our personalities as well. So I just kind of kept that. Um, and then the, um, where do I want to take it? So this is crazy, but, uh, so I was gaining a lot of traction. This is right after I, uh, I quit. And then, um, you know, Asian men's was moving. I think I feel like, uh, a lot of positive things for Asians was happening, like, uh, with parasite, uh, with, athletes like it was really on the come up right we were coming out from from the crazy rich asians we're coming out with these movies we had randall park uh creating a production video production companies to create videos that's based around asian americans or using asian americans as the actors and actresses and then obviously um the, the one thing i wanted to do was that happens in taiwan it's called the suit walk i don't know if you ever heard of a suit walk in taiwan so what, what happens is in taiwan once a year there's these men and then women that come out to they just wear suits and they wear these really oh, nice clothes okay. And they take a walk together. And then they is just it look like very friend, like where like they have these like really fashionable people just like walking around. Yeah. Path. So you have like a designated uh, path and then everyone just walks through and everyone looks like so like just swagged out. Everyone looks great. Yeah. And I've never seen Asians like that because even today we still have a lack of representation. So even for me, as I'm searching for uh, fashion examples and things like that. So when I saw that, I was like, how powerful is that to see Asians in that kind of cool like, damn, I want to be like you guys light. And then what I wanted to do was do that for Asian menswear, where we do that walk. It was supposed to be set back in April. Oh, but as you know, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, pandemic hit. And then Asians took a huge hit, obviously, with everything going on. And uh, that was kind of like the next step. I wanted to do that as an annual thing. I wanted to kind of build a community just to show people like, hey, there's people that have your back. Like, we've been there for us older guys. We've been there. We've done, you know, we've gone through all the experiences you're probably going to go through because at the end of the day, there's still, we're still a very small part of the population. So wherever you're going to be more than likely in a corporate setting or in a social setting, you're probably going to be only one or maybe two or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like everybody's always on this individual path. Like myself, I was uh, for the longest time growing up, I always felt like I was just in, in this alone. And I want to yeah. show people like with me and Leo and some of the guys that uh, are coming up that even though we're on an individual path, we don't have to be there by ourselves. Right. You know, you can see us, but know that we're all taking that journey together. And then um, obviously the longer path would be, how do you make this sustainable? How do you uh, monetize, uh, for example, right? What I also try to do is I try to build a community that's very targeted with men because, uh, you know, uh, my page is really directed towards a certain demographic. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, what what is something that I can give that would be a value and it would mean something uh, to Asian menswear? So basically, how do I come up with like a product? that would be, uh, that would align with the message that would make sense. And that would, uh, enhance what Asian menswear represents. And I, I guess, I don't know if I, are you going to use this recording or is it just, no, I'm just typing. Cause we're just supposed to write like about our conversations, like a reflecting. Letter. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm blabbing on. I'll give you a chance. <laughs> no, <you're fine. laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, okay. So that was like the question. That was my question since the beginning. Cause it's so hard, you know, you're training this community, but how do you, you know, monetize it to where you can continue growing it? 
uh, without doing like the usual, like create a shirt and throw the logo on it, which I thought, which I think every company does is so corny yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. I want to do something different, something special, you know, because again, I think uh, Asian Americans are kind of underrepresented. Yeah, People don't really care about that market. So, mm-hmm. and then it popped in my head. I was like, okay, I'm in the age group where I'm kind of older now. So there are things that I'm kind of looking into. For instance, I'm going into like skincare and I know, you know, taking care of my body. I know it's something that is uh, starting to kind of trend upwards, meaning people are accepting it. People are feeling more comfortable because, you know, for the longest time, men, you know, guys would be like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's not, you know, that only, you know, my girlfriend does that. Yeah. Only women do that. So that was something that product that I felt would not include every, anybody, right? And I think the messaging behind that skincare line or like that men's product line would be really the, the brand itself is created for Asian men. And the reason why is because if you ever look at advertisements or you ever look at even companies when they talk about discussing products, they never look at the Asian American market. Mm-hmm. They don't see it as a viable thing. So what I wanted to do is create a product that really represents what the modern day Asian man is in. And, and I wanted to finally give us something that we can be proud of, I guess. Uh, I wanted the brand to be something that's cool, like, oh, that's awesome that, that an Asian, uh, you know, Asian person made for Asians and then using Asian males as advertising, you know, because they never use Asian guys for any of their advertisements ever. So I wanted to, you know, create that brand, uh, especially like for myself, I'll, I'll be using it. I'll be finding the things that are best for me and it, keeping in mind like Asian Americans or Asian just in general. Um, that's kind of like what I thought would be, well, it's still, I'm still working with it, but it, it just makes sense in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. I'm basically calling it a uh, gold skin men's product. And I don't know if you, if you hear the name gold skin, what, what it, what comes up in your mind. But for me, uh, gold skin represents the next level Asian America, like me and you, like, as we're trying to, I don't know if your parent, where your parents are from, or like your first generation, second generation. First Are you, uh, I'm mom. Sh- your yeah. mom, but are you first generation or are your first parents? Um, right. Yeah. So we're like different. We're completely different from our parents, you know, like how we think, what we want and things like that. So I wanted to create that for uh, the next generation, Asian Americans. And I'm calling it gold skin because for the longest time, What's the color that they label us as? Yeah, yellow. Mm-hmm. Yellow, right? And it, it hurts me when I see guys say, my yellow brothers, because remember that word was given to us by the people that don't even like us. It's such right. an ugly word. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like, I want to change that. So I, I'm, I'm naming it gold skin as like, that, it's a new level. Like if you've ever seen a, an Asian as tan, it's almost very nice color. Yeah, it's that's so, so funny because I always, I, like, I hate it yellow. Especially in the summer, you know, like when we tan a little bit, I always say like, oh, I'm so golden. Like I love my golden yeah. skin. You know? gold so I skin. love that. I love it. It just makes sense. It's like the next level, an elevated version of yellow. Because um, we are that, you know, like, and again, yellow was given to us. Oh, it's funny because I have an envelope that's yellow. It's like, it's just a terrible, it's like, doesn't represent me at all. You know, it comes with so, so many negative connotations around that word and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to change that, you know, I wanted to show guys, Hey, I do Asian Americans. I care about you guys. I am that. So I want to create something that is for us because we never have anything. Mm -hmm. We we don't even have proper representation. Like we, you know, we we get pushed aside. We don't get taken seriously. That's the reason why we don't have these top level uh, jobs or we don't, you know what I mean? We're just a quiet worker bee and, and that's how we're supposed to be. So right. I wanted to change that. And so that's kind of like the path that obviously it's going to take some time, but that's kind of where my mind's at. Do you mind and, if uh, I share that in my paper? It's just between me and my professor that you're just. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't, haven't told a lot of people, but it just, you know, since you're asking and, but I'm glad you kind of understand where I'm, I'm kind of, my mind's going with, with that. You no, know, I, yeah, I really love that because 
I feel like growing up, especially in, you know, communities that we don't really have a lot of Asians, it's just really hard to see yourself as a part of the group. At the same time, we're not, you know, like, mm-hmm. like in class, it's like, uh, I just remembered this one time in, in my, uh, as an undergrad, I was sitting in my classroom and I just realized that, wow, I'm the only person of color, not even the only Asian in this room. Literally. Like, person oh, wow. of color in this room and it was wow. like a full classroom too of, of like maybe like 25 30 people you know so i right, thought right. It was like how really is your experience good. in tennessee how is that is it like is it good is it bad is it, um, it it's, i haven't like really experienced anything that's like you know tied with the south so like nothing like crazy racist but it's just a uh, everyone here at least in my town is it's a small town so everyone's really friendly but at the same time it's it is there is a lack of knowledge of of how how to communicate with people of color i guess some some i find like really ignorant comments sometimes right and i don't think it's intentional either uh that's what i'm yeah. learning it's just like i don't have a lot of history like knowledge about let's say middle eastern people and i might might say some things that might come off as being ignorant but it's not on purpose it's just because i have yeah. lack and and that's what I'm, I'm learning too like there's always like this sort of narrative oh white people are like all bad it's really not it's just there's really some good people there that just don't have the knowledge yeah. and, in, and if you look at their life there's really no point in where it made sense to them for them to actually learn it to go out of their way to learn it but they're mm-hmm. trying to when they're in the situation that's what i'm trying to you know like i at least that's just my experience but that's what i've, I've noticed too yeah it's, uh, so i do like that your page isn't about like being you know hateful towards other it's just bringing light to our you know our community our especially and you can imagine how much i crazy when people are like oh stop playing the victimhood i'm like how how am i playing the victimhood like how can we address problems we don't make aware of it and we're not complaining i'm just letting you know this is what we face how do we navigate how do we move around that and get better you know and rise above that that's what you have to be aware first to know there's a problem but don't cry about it figure out how you can you know, move around a situation, adjust and, and adapt basically. So I do have a question about your background. I know you said that you were senior account executive indeed. Um, mm-hmm. Did you go to school for like business or <laughs> academic background? <laughs> gotcha. Um, so uh, this, this is kind of come going to go from the beginning. So I have always been super rebellious. I've mm-hmm. always just, anything that people would say, oh, you're not supposed to do this and that. Like I, I would always just do the opposite. Right. And then yeah. that fits into the whole stereotype because stereotypes are basically saying, this is all you can be. So mm-hmm. it almost just kind of fires me up and it's taking me on like a, on a, like an entrepreneurial path. That's why I'm so interested in that because it's so, I like the path that hasn't been walked, you know, by other people. I like doing, my, I like forging my own path, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew from the early beginning that uh, entrepreneurship was something I wanted to do. I knew I predicted this would happen, but I knew like, not to say anything like that's bad that what you're doing with college and all that, but I knew that just having just a degree wouldn't equate to what people thought. Cause they were feeding you sort of like, if you go to college, you're going to make it. But in reality, um, I knew just the general education of it wasn't going to be enough and it wasn't worth the investment uh, in my mind. So I knew coming out like I had, you know, I, I, I had a couple of uh, a university, some state schools that I could have gone to, but I went straight into entrepreneurship because I knew I would get more experience from that. And I knew I didn't want to put the money in to do the college, of, especially with the internet and so much information that's available to you. You can learn anything you want. 
it just depends on you, right? And I've always been a person that learns on my own. So um, out of high school, what I did was I was already just jumped the gun. I was looking for what kind of things I can bring value to people. Um, and then I kind of, uh, you know, I was messing around with different things like e-commerce. I was, I was finding things that people wanted. And then I ran into an idea. I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a huge like market for secondary sneakers, like a resale sneakers, you know, the collectibles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw this the problem with people who wanted to sell their shoes, but didn't know how much these shoes would go for, you know, like let's say Jordans, right? They're super popular. I want to sell them or I want to buy them. How much am I supposed to buy it for? How much am I supposed to sell it for? So what I did was I created a price guide for it and uh, I created a, a book of it. No experience with the books, right? Cause I believe if you want to, you want to do anything, you can learn everything you need just on your own time. So I created a, a price guide you know, put things together and, you know, it took off. It got, it got picked up by all the, uh, the big authority website sneakers, like huge ones. And then I was reached out by the Jordan brand, like the, the director of Jordan brand, but just crazy, crazy stuff happening. Um, and then I naturally went into creating a mobile app for it. So people, you know, obviously people are on their phones now, instead of the book, they could, they could access market values for every sneaker that they ever have and know they're not getting ripped off or know that the best price they can sell it for. Um, and then um, I've, Made made some great success with that. It was number seven uh, in the app store. Mm-hmm. So I was like next to like Minecraft for a niche app. Crazy experience. Like I feel like that experience was something that uh, I'm so glad I was kind of able to experience. And then um, from there, sold the app. And then I uh, I wanted to kind of work on sort of like my social skills. So then I took a job um, at Twitter a full year, kind of mm-hmm. getting into that corporate setting. And then like, cause I always had like this weird nervous thing. I don't know what it was. Cause you know, when I was working on my app for those years, I was always by myself. I was mm-hmm. always like, kind of like the background guy. I always just, I didn't want any like spotlight. I, I just wanted to create the value and not let anyone know who created it. And then that, I think because of that, that's the reason why I took the corporate job to kind of put myself out there to kind of get used to the corporate setting. And then, and then eventually that, after that stint, I was like, okay, you know what? I've gotten better socially. I mean, not socially, but like, I've gotten better, more comfortable with it. Now mm-hmm. I kind of need to get to the next level. And then my friend mentioned, uh, Mike, you, you should be good at sales. And then he was telling me like, oh, sales is kind of like what you put out is what you get back. And then it's kind of like the entrepreneurial thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then it forced me to work on more of my social skills where I'm speaking in front of people, communicating and things like that. So I took that job on almost like a, like a, a fast track class to, you know, like when you're jumping in sales, you're on the phones every day talking to people in front of everyone because that's how the office is spaced out. Uh-huh. So you can imagine when it gets quiet, you're the only one talking. People can listen <laughs> and hear, oh, this guy sounds like an idiot or like, oh, that, you know, you can hear all your strategies and all that. So that was like nerve wracking, but it taught me a lot. And then uh, that's when I quit that. I learned the skill for that and I kind of quit that. And then that's when I jumped into what I'm doing now. And as you can see, like I'm being more upfront now I'm, I'm showing my face more with the app, which is, I mean, with the, the page and all that, but it's something that I never would have done in the past. Cause I'm a background guy, mm-hmm. but I've learned that um, for people to really connect with you, you have to, you have to have a face. You yeah. have to know, show people like, Hey, this is to be authentic. You know, a lot of people connect with a face or a person rather than just a name. So I knew uh, just from my past experience with my uh, mobile app where I stayed in the background that people didn't connect with me well. So that's why with Asian menswear, I wanted, I swam putting myself out there more because I want people to see me and say, okay, that guy looks like me. This guy understands me. As much as people may think, okay, this guy like wants to be in the front of the camera. I don't, I <laughs> no, hate that's it. that's so interesting. You I absolutely that. hate it. 
That's exactly what I was thinking when you posted. I believe it was your birthday picture. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Like, oh, that's it. Like, that's him. Like, this is the guy who's been posting all of these. So it was nice yeah. to see a face behind all these, like, great posts that I've been, like, you know, liking all the time. So you can I imagine. I was, sitting, I was sitting on that thought for days. I was like... <laughs> Uh, I just feel so weird just posting because you know, like again, like I'm, I'm always the background guy, but I know people will. I knew it would do more good putting myself out there, uh, so people can connect. You know, know, you know, like, hey, this is me. Uh, I like this authentically. I'm creating this for you know, genuinely to help people. So I'm slowly kind of getting used to. I'm putting myself in an com- uncomfortable state, and that's kind of what I do with my podcast. Like another reason, like podcast is very vulnerable. You put yourself out there because you speak about things, and and you don't really get to get the other side of it. Meaning the people listening, you don't get what their story is. They can only focus on you. Mm-hmm. So that again, the podcast for me was a way for me to grow, but also to push this further to know that, Hey, there is an Asian American that is a voice that can be a voice for you guys. I'm just continuously putting myself in uncomfortable positions so that I can grow. And I want to show people like, Hey, you're going to be in uncomfortable places, but that just means that's room for you to grow. And I want to show people like, literally, if you hear my first episode, it's terrible. <laughs> I don't even want to, I don't even listen. I don't even want to hear myself. I hate, I don't even want to hear myself speak. That's how bad it is. Like it, it makes me cringe just thinking about it, but I know that it's going to be good for the people listening to show that, Hey, you guys saw me do it. You can do it too. Yeah. So I totally yeah. agree with that because Sorry for the whole rant. Was a long no, that's perfect because I was, what you were saying just made me think of when I was, you know, growing up and we didn't have that, you know, especially like what we were talking about earlier. I didn't grow up in a heavily populated Asian community. So right. it was like the only people that I w- I remember being obsessed about watching all the time, they were Wong Fu Productions. Me, uh, Wong Ryan Fu Productions. Higa. They're the only guys yeah. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Wong Fu Productions, Ryan Higa and them. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, there are people like me out there. So I think it's great what you're doing. And I'm exactly. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Subconsciously, it just, it gives you more confidence. It gives you pride. It gives you like history, rich history that uh, can, you know, like you have purpose. Now I know who I am and I'm okay with that. So that's sort of the goal. It's funny because how far I take this is tied to how far I take myself, meaning how much I grow as a person, it's going to be, it's, you're going to see that with Asian menswear, right? Because uh, with the podcast and like even doing conversations like that, normally I, I would avoid it. Mm-hmm. I would just, I wouldn't even do it, but I know the story is going to be good for people to hear and, and they understand why he's doing it. So I'm kind of trying to, every opportunity I can get, I'll try to do it. You know, eventually I'll, I'll get comfortable, hopefully. But this is, again, me taking that step and, and trying to face my fears or trying to, you know, do something that I, I'm just not very comfortable with. So, Do you have a YouTube page or have you thought about doing a YouTube page? I thought about it, but I just don't know what kind of content or how I can, you know, um, mm-hmm. still thinking about that, but I'm just focusing right now to growing, uh, the podcast and the, and, and the Instagram, really the live, the lives are in the podcast is where it's not the most popular, but that's, that's where I, uh, connect with the most, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. someone showing up on the live, taking the time out. That's where I connect with people the most. I mean, I make the most impact there because, uh, likes, you can like something, you can comment, but that don't really mean anything. You know, like you go, you're going to the next post and. But when you're yeah. having a conversation with people, that's where I'm like, it's almost like I'm, I'm connecting with people one at a time, but that one interaction is like weighs so much heavier than everything else I'm doing with like the thousand of likes doesn't really matter. What mm-hmm. matters is if I'm impacting them on an individual level. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to continuously working on that, but it's growing though. It's great. I mean, you got guys in my live. Uh, have you been to the Wednesday Whiskey Lives? 
I've not been on the, your lives before. I, I I clicked on it once and it was like invite, like I have to be invited or something. So I was like, I don't really go on live. So I never really understood live. So live is just me, but I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of holding a space. So you can tune in and we're just, we're just pretty much talking about like, we can talk about representation. Like how do you guys feel about representations and moving forward? And we just have a conversation. I used to have like whiskey. We just sit and chill. Oh, is it on and Wednesday? Guy, yeah, yeah Wednesday is at six. You know, like, you know how to have to sit there, but just come by and say hi. Yeah. Um, and there's Maybe a lot of like, rep- live when I clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. So I do that. So that was like the live. I was actually in Mexico, but that was like the live that I did. So that's kind of like, I just checked in. I just want to say what's up. My goal is to do a full year. So 52 lives. And then again, I just want to show people, what it means to, to keep your word, to stay committed to something. Even some days you may have only like 12 viewers. That might be a lot, but you stay committed to it because that's what you said. So I want to show people again, what I say is, is what I'm going to do. The post is there to inspire, but mainly it's there for you to take action to wherever it is. I want people to take action. That's the, the end goal of that, right? You can mm-hmm. feel good and feel inspired, but if you're not doing anything with it, it defeats the purpose of what I'm trying to get uh, across, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I mean, I have like this kid, his name is Max. He's been on every single lot. Him and Matt, his, his name is Max. And then I have an Aiden one. Aiden? I think it's Aiden. Oh. I think he's out in like uh, Wisconsin or something like that. Are they like young kids, kids? Yeah, they're these young kids. They Aww. always, 68. What's up, Mike? What, what's up, man? How you doing? So uh, they don't, they, where they're at, they don't have a large Asian population. I think they almost look at me like a big brother, like a place mm-hmm. where they can hang out with an Asian person, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's great. Like, that's what I like, you know? And, and I can, you know, I'll bring on guests to give advice. So I'm glad that those kids get to kind of like, Oh, Mike is taking care of, you know, like, cause I am, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that you guys have a good time. Okay. So it's cool. Like that, that's the thing that makes it worth it. You know, it's good to see. It makes you feel really good that Max always says, Hey Mike. All right, Mike. I only came for a five. I just want to say hi. I'll talk to you later. I was like, all right, Max, I'll see you then. So it's, that's it's funny. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Thank you so much for talking to me. I really. Yeah, no problem. Sorry if I stretched it out. Damn, we went 50 oh, no, minutes. That was quick. Perfect. I love what you're doing. So I was like really excited when you were like, we're like, sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I, th- I feel like you get it. So it makes me feel really good that, that, you know, what I've been trying to push is what you understand from it too. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I, I really no appreciate it. And I think you're such a trailblazer. You're amazing. And I'll totally tell people to follow your page. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully the YouTube comes out. I'll come out and thank you on the video <laughs> to push me to do that if that happens. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to keep going. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be quitting on it. I'm just going to keep it adapting, uh, making sure that it grows and the message just gets across. So thank you. People like you is what makes it continue going. And for you to tell your friends and things like that, that's awesome. For, for me, not, you know, like I didn't ask you to do that. Like that means a lot. So I appreciate it. Um, and thanks again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chi. Have a good Thanksgiving. Bye. You too. Bye.